Welcome back, everyone. In this episode, Allison and I talked to Christine Hartman about her experiences growing up in Taiwan and then coming to America, first through Hawaii and then ending up in Utah. Enjoy. Well, everyone, welcome to our show. We have a special guest today. Her name is Christine Hartman. And Christine was born and raised in Taiwan. She attended BYU Hawaii and served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Utah and Chicago before earning her bachelor's degree in human development and family studies from the University of Utah. Now, Christine speaks fluent Mandarin Chinese, Taiwanese, and English. She is the director at For Life Research over the branch in Taiwan. Having lived in the United States for nearly 30 years, she is now a U.S. citizen and lives in Salt Lake Valley with her husband and their three children. So welcome, Christine. It's such Thank honor, you. Yeah, such a pleasure, such an honor to have you on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. That's so awesome. So when you... When Allison said you served a, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Utah and Chicago, what does that entail? Oh, so I actually was called to be um, uh, a missionary on Campbell Square. Okay. Um, but during that 18 months, you know, they did send me out for four months to proselyte uh, to meet with, you know, people. And so I was assigned, you know, to Chicago Mission for four months. Oh, that's so cool. Was that at the beginning or toward the end of your mission? It was more like middle. Oh, so you, right in the middle. you went to Temple Square and then you went to Chicago and then you came back to Temple Square? Yes, that's correct. Hmm, that's so cool. When I served a mission in Okinawa, we actually had uh, a sister from my branch that I was in. She got called to Temple Square. And, oh, really? Uh, it's been... 25 years now i can't remember her name i'm sorry about that but she said th- she okay. said she had a really fun time there oh i loved it there and we met so many different people from different parts of the world it was an incredible experience and i still think about it all the time you know people we encountered on a daily basis it's just it's an incredible experience of my life that's awesome. So were you at the time living in Taiwan when you were called? No, I was actually in Hawaii when I was called. Okay. So were were you a student at BYU-Hawaii at the time? That's correct. I, okay. I was there and I applied for the mission. And, you know, it was a funny story because, um, you know, my family, they're not church members and they, they didn't want me to go on a mission. And um, I turned in the paper anyway, and I was really struggling with going or not going. And uh, right before, right before I uh, received my mission call in the mail, I remember I prayed, you know, and I said, if you really want me to go on this mission, send me where I wanted to go. <laughs> and I got my mission call right next day after that prayer. And oh, I wow. got called into Kimball Square, and that's exactly where I wanted to go. <laughs> that's so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it was like, I just got goosebumps all over when I opened the letter, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she really wanted me to go. So I went without my parents' permission. 
Oh, but it turned out to be a great blessing, right? Oh, I love it. I love every minute of it. I would not trade for anything. Awesome. So then, fast forward after your mission, how, in in what way did you come to America? So I so I started right at BYU Hawaii. Um, I went to school there. Okay. And then um, I went on my mission, and then after my mission, I actually transferred um, school to the University of Utah. So really, the main purpose of being here is to go to you know get a college degree. Okay. Awesome. And so, uh, is that where you met your husband? So I actually met my husband in Hawaii, um, right before his mission. He was okay. there for a good spring, you know, two months. And then he went on his mission. I went on mine and we did get together after our mission. So that's how we, you know, start dating and then got married later. So did he transfer to the university of Utah also, or? Yeah, after his mission, he went to University of Utah. Yeah. Okay, and then you continued your your My sweet sweet courtship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were friends before that, but yeah, we kind of that we we started dating after our mission. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the best way to start a relationship is you you start out as good friends and then it kind of evolve into romantic. A relationship and then become more intimate that way. I think that's great. Yeah, it wasn't I, I that way with so. Allison and I. We were kind of enemies first. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for another episode. I was, <laughs> uh, that's not a bad way to start, right? <laughs> As enemies. No, oh, I totally I totally approve of that method. Yeah. Find your worst enemy and but then, then we accept each other. <laughs> we know how to deal Go with ahead, the, the fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But you get a worst part out first, and then you go into the good part. So why yeah. not, right? Yeah. So in Chinese, you know how we say "dao chi gan zhe." Yeah. Right. So you, you start from yeah. the bitter part, and then you, wherever you go, it's gonna be sweeter <laughs> in that process. That I don't see why not. I mean, you know, there's so many different ways. So. She's thinking to herself, wow, this isn't what I thought it was going to start out with. Yeah, okay. Well, that's awesome. But our our main character today is Christine. So let's talk about Christine. So you, you grew up in Taiwan, and then you came to Hawaii. And then you yeah. went to on a mission to Utah and Chicago. And then you came back to Utah. So... How how's the the difference between all those different places? Taiwan, Hawaii, Utah, Chicago. In so your in, in your point of view, all the differences. So Taiwan, right? I mean Taiwan. I mean I just love Taiwan. I mean not only because it's where I'm from, also because people there are so warm and passionate. You know, they're just so good to people. And I mean, all my friends, you know, they go to Taiwan, they're just so amazed by how people are so loving, you know, to people who coming from overseas, right? Uh-huh. Um, so definitely, I mean, I, I just think people in Taiwan are amazing. Um, Hawaii, very laid back. And, and, you know, the school I went to, you know, they are kind of 
you know, composed with so many different people from different cultures. It was amazing to me. It was only like when I was there, they only had 2,500 students. Okay. But they have students from about 52 countries, maybe. Oh, wow. I believe that's the number I heard. Um, and I mean, just different cultures, you know, different backgrounds and somehow we can be united in the same school on, you know, on campus. And seriously, I still remember if I see people, I might not know their name, but if they were there the same time I was, I remember their faces. Oh, wow. That's almost like, because, mm -hmm. sorry. It's, it's each other every day, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. so for three years, I, I, I saw the same people every day Yeah, and you just, you could not forget who they were, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, so, That's and it happened to me all the time, especially living in Utah. I, I see people from BYU-Hawaii and I recognize them. Wow. And you're like, hey, did you go to BYU-Hawaii like 30 years ago? And they're like, yes. Yeah. Like I was yeah. there too. 99%. 99% time, I never miss. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, going to a small school where there's only 2,500 students, that that give you a lot of opportunities to meet and like make great friendships. It's truly like a big family. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, everybody, you know, they are just so close to each other. You know, they, they, they spend every day together. Mm -hmm. They work together, they eat together, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, I loved it. I still think about the time in Hawaii. I just, so, you know, I have a really good, yeah, go ahead. So my, my wife, she grew up in Taiwan also. And she, she tells me stories of how she lived in a house that was right across the beach, but she never went into the water. She was afraid of water. She can't yeah. swim. And all these things. And so I'm like, oh, it's such a waste. How about your experience? When you went to Hawaii, were you like suddenly the surfer, the surfer chick? Or uh, did you I stay away from the ocean no. also? <laughs> yes. I, I enjoy the view of the ocean. I enjoy the beautiful, nice temperature, you know, climate. But water, no. It's a big no-no for me. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you feel like uh, water is a no-no for you? Uh, I just, I guess. Well, so when I was a kid, my dad tried to teach me how to swim, but I remember one time we went to the ocean because my hometown also really close to the ocean. One time, my dad just threw me into the water and just let me, just let me sink into the bottom. And never like came to rescue me, you know, right after like I went into water. And that experience really frightened me. And uh, my second thing that kind of made me not a swimmer, also because when I was 19, I have a car accident when I was in Taiwan and broke my shoulder. And so I don't have, the, I didn't really have the strength. And so for me to be in the water, swim, you know, it takes a lot of physical strength, right? Uh huh. And so because of that, I just really never became a swimmer. Probably also because I'm Taiwanese. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this would be interesting. I think every Taiwanese person I meet nowadays or up from now on, I'll be like, 
do you swim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, maybe Alice and I, um, our generation, we don't, we are not really swimmers. But I think the younger generations nowadays, they, they, they do love to do stuff like that. But not our generation, I don't think. Gotcha. I know. So like Christine, I'm probably a little bit older than you are. So I'm in my late forties, and when I was growing up in Taiwan, I heard, you know, there. Folk tales and their stories <laughs> that adults will tell us, right? And then also yeah. their TV shows. And what I learned as a child is that there are many kinds of deaths. Like you can die in so many different ways, but the most <laughs> miserable, the most painful death has to do with water. If you drown, that is the most painful way to die. And although I don't know who lived through that to come back to tell us that's the most difficult or most miserable way to die, right? But then there are stories yeah. about those ghost stories, the Chinese ghost stories. Yeah, the kind of ghosts that come back to haunt people is the <laughs> water ghosts, like Sui Gui, right? And yeah, they yeah. would they would lure people. They will be hiding under the surface of any kind of water surface, and they would wait and they will prey upon victims, right? And there's always that, yeah. Like yeah. little kids were warned a, a, about uh, Sui Gui, the water ghost, <laughs> to not get close to water because there ghosts hiding under to take you. But you don't hear any other kind of ghost, like land ghost. Like there's no ghost under land or sky yeah. ghost. You don't hear those, but you hear about water ghosts. And so I think that's maybe one of the reasons why adults, maybe at least when I was growing up in the in the eighties, right, nineteen eighties, yeah, where kids were warm, and we lived right across the street, across the beach from the ocean, and there were kids who drowned in the ocean, and so we were told not to get close. I mean, we could stand on the beach and enjoy the scenery we could watch the sunrise or the sunset but that was about it i mean you can pick some shells and go home you just don't get wet you don't touch the water well one thing about water to be honest with you is my biggest fear is that i just don't know what's underneath there when mm -hmm. my i'm floating in the water right my above you know like maybe my chest above is above the, the water yeah but underneath there my legs was dangling underneath the water. I had no clue what was going to come after me. And right. so that's, I think it's more like unknown. Right. It scares me about water mm -hmm. that I don't like to be in. Yeah. So I feel like you're like me that we need to be grounded. Meaning we need <laughs> to be anchored to the ground. That we need to feel yes. like that's how we feel safe is we, we yeah. are standing yeah. on the ground, not you can't stand on water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So weird. I agree. Like, uh, you know, my wife, she always tells about these ghost stories and I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Another devil. I've heard of the white devil, the <laughs> no, American we call, devil. We called them. How devils, many devils do you guys have? Now white. you have a water devil. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this world is dangerous, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese people, mm -hmm. they do so many things to scare their kids. Okay, so I'm sorry <laughs> to have uh, sidetracked us. So you went to Hawaii, right. and then from there, how did it go? So after Hawaii, right? Um, so I came to Utah. 
um, you know, to serve my mission. And then, you know, after my mission, I completed, I went to University of Utah. And while I was in the school, um, right in the middle of it, my husband transferred to BYU. Oh, he did? Not, it's not okay for me, but that's the word. <laughs> I didn't know this. Oh, so interesting. That's like mutiny. So we kind of... <laughs> so you became rivals. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how, you know, his family kind of divine half and half. It's funny thing about that. Wow. Um, so his mom went to BYU. His dad went to the U. His sister went to either U. Her husband went to BYU. <laughs> and... Her other bro- his his other brother went to the U, and then the wife uh, not I don't you know anyway. That's so interesting. So, yeah. so you got so, married, you and your husband. You got married, and then you had to change your visa, right? You had to change your student visa to a green card. Yeah, I did. So, do I you did. mind telling well, us a little bit about that process? Was it, you know, how how is that process like for you? It wasn't hard, you know. I mean, we got married, and so you know, of course, we we apply for the green card. Mm-hmm. It was a hard process for us, okay. to be honest with you. Like about people claimed, mm-hmm. um, ours was pretty smooth, you know. Um, nice. And so, I got a green card pretty quickly, and then um, so for a few years, you know, I I just under that status and didn't we apply for citizenship at Teal Major. So did you hire a lawyer or did you just go down to the immigration office? We just went to the um, the immigration office, just apply as normal process. Okay. So we, we didn't really, yeah, we didn't do anything special about it. Okay. Cause like when Allison and I did it, man, we had to go back to that immigration office so many times. Like we went there and they're like, Oh, you forgot to fill out this form. And we're like, man, and there was like a thousand people in line. So when you went, it was like a whole day activity. And uh, then yeah, well, they had the like this verbiage long. that they always called my wife, like your, your uh, alien. <laughs> it's like, oh, are yeah. you here with your alien? <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> she's a human. <laughs> she's from this planet. Alien, I know. Yeah. Do, did I they, know. did you encounter that same experience or how was your experience? No, no, I I didn't. Um, my like I say, mine was pretty smooth. I have to tell you my experience though. So when I was going to the U, I have a a friend actually was my roommate. Um, introduced me to some kind of immigration lawyer, quote unquote. And um, so I pay some money, you know, and he got me green card. Okay, he got me green card. Okay. And later on, when I got married, and then, you know, so I had a residency, you know, status when I was going to the U, okay? Okay. And um, so I'm, I'm the, um, the passport, I have this little, you know, identification showing that I have the residency, you know, status. So anyway, when I went to, um, when we got married, right, I need to kind of change my status. So I, we went to immigration and applied for a green card. Um, the officer, Look at my documents because I show it, show it to him everything, right? Because you know I believe I legally, you know, obtained that. Um, and so when my when we went to our our appointment, you know, the the officer look at my documents and say, 
so how did you get this? And so I, I explained to him. And uh, so he kind of left the office, you know, kind of went to talk to somebody else. And I was looking at my husband like, what's going on, right? Um, later on, he came back. And then he's like, so he was telling me that was a, it, was a, uh, it was not a real document. Oh, no. What? Yeah. But he didn't view me as I'm a criminal. He just knew me as I'm the victim. Oh, okay. That's nice. Were so light, was was there like a split second? You're like, oh, no. Did he come in here with handcuffs? <laughs> that's oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. You bet. I was like scared. I'm like, what is going on? Right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I didn't believe I did anything wrong. And so he came back and talked with me. He's like, yeah, you were scammed. You know, he he basically he said I was, you know. Oh wow. Yeah, and so but but he viewed me as a victim, and he just like, yeah, he's like, you're the first case that we encountered to have this kind of thing. I'm like, oh okay, well I, I had no clue. My roommate just told me about this. You know, lawyer could give me the you know, residency and stuff like that. Of wow, course, you so know, you paid this lawyer, kid, and he like took your money and yeah. gave you some stupid fake. ID or something yeah. and you thought that was it. Oh, that yeah. was easy. Oh yeah. That's terrible. Oh. That's well, I'm glad you didn't like go to the airport and they like detained you and threw you in some gulag or something. Yeah, no kidding. But I was very open, you know, about the whole thing. I wasn't, you know, hiding anything because I just told him the truth, you know, right. exactly what happened and how yeah. it happened. Yeah. And so, you know, they understood it. They didn't, you know, give me any problems or anything like that. Wow. So I guess the one of the morals of the story is honesty really is the best policy. <laughs> you just be honest and tell the truth. Right? So you don't get in trouble. You should be. Yeah. You should be in any way. You know, yeah. what's to hide if you're not, you don't believe you have done something wrong. Right. Exactly. That's still horrible that you had to experience that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. It was, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. So, um, you said your parents were not really accepting of you going on a mission, but were, how did they feel about you coming to America to, you know, get your education and then, and then eventually getting married to, I don't know, is your husband, is he an American or is he from Taiwan? He, he is an American. He's actually from Utah. Okay. Um, okay. My so, mom was against it. My mom was definitely against it. Um, she didn't want me to come here for school and, I think her biggest biggest fear was that I would find somebody here and, and marry and stay. And she was right. <laughs> <laughs> her biggest fear came true. She's like, I it knew this was going to <laughs> It wasn't planned, but it happened. Right. But it was meant to be. <laughs> but I your your father was okay with it? My Yeah, my father was pretty open about it. You know, he didn't see anything wrong with me. wanted to come here to, to get an education. Um, she wasn't just against it as much, you know, like, I mean, he was sad when I, you know, was leaving home, but he was really supportive of my, you know, my desire to be here to, to get a college degree. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, do your, do your parents speak English? How is their English? My mom doesn't. My my dad actually, after he retired, he went to some kind of community college and he actually took some English classes. So oh, that's he knows cool. some basic stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's fun. That's awesome. And he would try to use it whenever, you know, we go visit and stuff. Wow, your dad is so cool. I know. He's (laughs) You know, he's 80. Yeah. And he has gone on four to five bike rides around the whole island of Taiwan. Really? After he retired. Wow. So he's like big into health and stuff. Yeah, he sounds oh, like he, a... He, Sorry, go ahead. He, he did his last one last year. Oh. Right before he turned 80. Amazing. So he stays in in shape and he's like keeping up with his physical fitness. Oh, and everything. very active. He's very active. He's, you know, him and my mom, they're always volunteering in different organizations. Um, my dad goes on bike rides on a regular basis. Yeah. With his buddies from his biking club, yeah. Um, you know, my dad just like you know he can he can he's not the type of person who will just sit down and do nothing. He he's constantly wants to be active, you know, social, you know, doing things with people, and and he just doesn't want to sit down and slow down. He just doesn't. That's great. That's amazing. That sounds like Roy. <laughs> do you do you feel <laughs> like you're seeing yourself? Yeah. That- these times that we're we're secluding ourselves in our home has been very difficult on me. But well, that's uh, how it can be healthy. <laughs> yeah, at least <laughs> at least I haven't gotten sick, so that's cool. So um, yeah, does your does your husband speak Chinese? Uh, a little bit here and there. Okay, but in your home, you you probably speak English more than than Chinese. Yeah, majority of time I do speak English to the to the kids and and my happy. Okay, so how has that been? You know, married to an American and and growing and having or raising your children here in America has been good and bad, right? Um, for me, I, I feel you know I you know. Since the time they were born, and whenever I could, you know, I share, you know, um, my heritage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I share uh, about things now when I was growing up, you know, I share a lot of, you know, this really Taiwanese, you know, desserts or snacks with my kids while they were growing up. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, what we were like, you know growing up and, you know, as, a, as kids and stuff like that. And uh, it's been, I, it's kind of been tough some days, you know, because um, when my kids, you know, kind of express, like, they don't really care about my culture or, you know, where, you know, about Taiwan, you know, once in a while, it does hurt my feelings, right? But my goal, my goal has always been, I want to raise my kids from both cultures, from the best part of both cultures. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. You know, I want to teach them, you know, a lot of good things, you know, about being Chinese, being Taiwanese. And I also want to teach them a lot of good things about what Americans do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's the best way to really help them understand what people are alike, you know, what people are like, what people, you know, what it should be, you know, it, it's not just one thing. It's, it's come, 
you know, it's combined with a lot of different things that we can experience, you know. Um, so I, 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 and people will ask me, they will say, well, do you prefer to live in the U.S. or do you prefer to live in Taiwan? And I say, we're talking about apple and orange, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, they're going to have pros and cons. How can you compare? You just can't. You know, for me, Utah here in West Jordan, this is my home. Taiwan is also my home. And and I can't say which one I like better, right? Because I have, I mean, seriously, I've been in the U.S. more than I have been in Taiwan. Yeah, now, right? So Taiwan is, Alice yeah, is the same. Yeah. 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 And so Taiwan is my root, right? That's my heritage. Right. And so when I when I you know apply for citizenship, not know how you can change your name right um, to an English name, and I didn't. I just kept my my Chinese name, um, you know, with my husband's last name, because I feel like that's that's my identity. That's who I am. And so I never really changed my name on a legal document in, into like an English name. Okay. That's so interesting. So, you know, when you, you grew up in a different culture and your parents raised you in a certain way, and then here you're raising your, your children in a different country and maybe your, your husband, he grew up in a different culture and his parents raised him in the American culture. Did you ever have like points where you were like, this is how I want our kids to be raised and your husband's like, yeah, that's not going to work or vice versa. Like your husband would be like, I think we should raise our children this way. And you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, one thing, one thing I have always very insist on is children respect their parents and, you know, anybody who's older than they are. Okay. Um, you know, you know, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, nowadays, you know, teenagers, especially, right. They are not very respectful, the way they talk to their parents and, and the way they act. My husband is more like tolerant to that. You know, he, he's more accepting to it. But for me, it's a big no-no. Okay. It, it's not something I can um, tolerate, you know, I can um, accept. Gotcha. And so, you know, but, but my husband understands where I'm coming from. Because, you know, growing up, we never disobey or disrespect our parents by saying, you know, raise our voices, right? And, um, or say anything mean to our parents. That was not even, I couldn't even image myself doing that. So when my kids will act up and do something like that, for me, is I say my foot and say that is not okay. It's never okay whenever that happens. Um, but my husband is very supportive of, my, of me when I do that. That's awesome. And yeah. he will always tell my kids, you understand where your mom is coming from and do not go there. Wow. I think that's great that your husband is on the same page or he supports the way that you choose to parent your children. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing, that he is the strength. I'm not saying that him. our parenting is always the same all the time. Right. But at least there's some things that are important to each other 
that we support each other on doing it together, yeah. even coming from a different cultural background. Right, because I believe that you and your husband both want the best for your children, and I think for that one thing, you have the same goal, right? You have the same、yeah. vision of raising、right. your children the best you can, and so, and I think, you know, the husband or the wife might have different、uh, belief in what's best, but the goal is the same. Yeah, I mean, Allison, like she thinks all American food is trash, and so you know、huh? that's been <laughs> what、oh. that's been a dividing point in our relationship. But you know, she's like, "Well, what can you do? All you Americans are you don't you haven't been you know introduced to the the greatest cuisine of all time in Taiwanese cuisine." So she she doesn't judge. Well, she kind of judges, but she she judges less. <laughs> I think. Well, but we do have junk food in Chinese too. In Chinese food too, we have junk. We have a lot of junk too. <laughs> well, Roy, I have to tell you though, if you are raised by you know growing up eating Taiwanese food, I have to be honest with you. It's really hard for me to find something better. Taiwanese food, and not because I'm prideful, but that's just how I feel. So、yeah. I'm kind of on the same page with Allison on this one.、Um, that I can't deny that I love Taiwanese food the most. Isn't it?、Um, so、doesn't、amazing. mean that、yeah. doesn't mean that I don't cook the food. You know, food from this culture. You know, from from American culture or anything like. You know, we have constantly make different things. But yeah, if, if I have a choice. You said I want to eat Taiwanese food. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same with everybody. Like where you grow up, that's the best food. You know what I'm saying? Like when I yeah, went to、yeah. Japan, I love their food, and when I went to Taiwan a few times to visit, they had some good dishes. But like after a while, you're like, can we just go to McDonald's or something? Yeah. Get a <laughs> hamburger, or a steak, or some pizza、yeah. or something. Yeah. So that's like, your comfort food, which、yep. is hamburger, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, I understand. We get it. Yeah. So I don't give my husband a hard time when they want to go to McDonald's. I'm I'm okay with that. But yeah, Allison says that to our sons all the time. She's like, you know, feel sorry for them. <laughs> I, you know, you would have been better if you grew up with better food. I think that's what she says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But but one thing I want to talk about, you know, raising the children. One thing I feel. Like you know, like like the kids, you know, from Taiwan, you know, they are more like what the parents say is what is going to count, right? You don't really express too much of their own opinions. But in the U.S., is what it's more like open mind, you know, discussions and stuff like that.、Mm, yeah. And I do, I do accept that, and I think, I think it's a great idea. But at the same time, I do want our children to express their opinions in a respectful way, right? Gotcha. Um, just because you you are you know you're allowed to you know you you I shouldn't say allowed you can express your opinion but you don't have to say in a you know in the rude way right you, you can say in a very you know respectful way I I I just always feel like that you know I just like that's my point you know you can do it yeah you cannot be rude about it right and I I agree with you I think people can disagree 
but still be agreeable. Um, I think yeah. it's a choice. Yeah, I I agree with right. you. I think uh, you know, Allison. She has a sister, and that sister has a few children, and they they grew up in Taiwan. They're still in Taiwan, you know. And mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like her children are like zombies, that they just kind of do what her sister tells them to do, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like they they don't have any free thought, kind of. Yeah. And so I do agree with you in some ways, you know, it's nice here in America that people kind of, that's kind of the culture is to, to do things your own way and figure out your own way of doing things. But yeah. sometimes that can yeah. look, that can come off as like rebellion. Right. So that's what I'm saying, you know, I mean, that's why I want to take both cultures and combine them together. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they can they can coexist together. They really can. You know, it's how we manage and handle. You know, life. You know, the choices we make. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and I so, think. Yeah, I think your children are very lucky to have a balance of the two cultures in the home, and they can embrace both and still have. You know, I just think that you're providing a very fulfilling life for them. And I think that's wonderful. They might not think so, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think someday they will. Some, yes, someday they will appreciate the way that we're we're still waiting for that day for our children. Oh, I, but then I think that we all do our best, right? As parents, that that's the best we can do is do our best. And then, well, just so you know, the golden rule is they do not understand or get it until they become parents themselves. So, yeah. and I always fear that my. What if my kids decide not to have kids? I know, right? That's the most difficult thing. Like, if they don't have kids, then they'll never know what we went through, and they'll never appreciate us. Yeah. So please have killed children. Children, how, please. How have can children. we guilt trip them into having children? <laughs> so they can come around and appreciate us. I know, right? That's so funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your wonderful experience with us and and our audience about your well, thank you immigration about your family life and the cultural difference and everything else we really appreciate you spending the time to help us see what an immigrant's life is like from your perspective so thank you so thank much you. no thank you thank you so much for having me seriously such an honor yeah, thanks for letting me uh, participate too. I, I feel like we're best friends now. <laughs> now, if this was only in video, yeah. I, would, I would know who my best friend is. Yeah, I feel maybe right. someday we'll meet on the street, and I'll hear your voice and I'll be like, "Wait, wait, is that Christine? Is that Christine?" <laughs> and then you'll meet hey, me, and you're Allison like, "You don't I... sound anything like you did." <laughs> well, Allison and I, we had talked about getting together both our families we just need to make it happen i know so we've we been talking have to about make this. it happen now yeah we should <laughs> we've been talking about getting her christine's family and our family together and we're like yeah we could swap dylan's <laughs> yeah you have a yeah. dylan i have a dylan <laughs> they go that's home with it. our dylan we're like oh well i guess that's just how it has to be christine's dylan's awesome <laughs> well thank you so much sweet thanks for uh you know, making this time on your Sunday with us. Really had fun time talking to you. Oh, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, thank you, Christine. I hope to have a chance to visit with you again soon. Yes, yes, let's let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, hope you have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Christine. All right. See ya. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow or subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you in the next episode.